2: Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Listen, no one's under any delusion that what we're doing is illegal. We know it's a crime. That's not the question. Question is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Are we going to get away with it? If it hits the fan, are you gonna get my back? You gonna put money on my books? You gonna help me not, if it go down, you know, if I stick to the script, is you gonna stick to the script? Listen, homie, real simple. Run the play, trust the process, shut your mouth, understand the assignment. That's all you gotta do. You let the bosses figure out what we doing. If you a foot soldier, just run the play. If you got issues, you got problems with the play, Let me tell you where the door is And if you gonna gonna address your problems As long as you address them in here I mean you might get replaced But you don't tell nobody outside this door If you got issues And when the popo come and ask questions You know the script Or at least you supposed to know the script Listen, run the play Understand the assignment Hey, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, listen Don't hate the player, hate the game (laughs) Let me tell you something the republicans understood the assignment don't hate the player hate the game we got two things we got to discuss in this one because good god these boys understood the assignment hood politics y'all What's up, y'all? This was a very difficult show to put together because of just there's a lot of emotional investment in this. And as y'all know, I am not, this ain't a hot take type show. This ain't a breaking news type show. This is a yo, what the hell is happening type show. I just want to help you understand what the hell is happening. I feel like I'm glad I waited because I was going to do a January 6th show by itself. And then the Supreme Court, got all the smoke it wanted. Y'all, I don't know if y'all remember, like, I think it was like episode 17. And I said, Supreme Court wants all the smoke. They're gonna take on guns. They're gonna take on abortion. I told y'all this was gonna happen. Well, it's not like I was the only one that said this was gonna happen. And then I told y'all about Mitch McConnell's play. The play was judges. The whole time the play was judges. And I told y'all during when those documents leaked over the Supreme Court that it, it, here's the setup. Either the Republicans gonna get the greatest 360 double pump reverse dunk of our lifetime by actually overturning Roe v. Wade. Like if they do that, I'm like, yo, they gonna go down in history books. They this is this is the Jordan flu game. Like it's you I, I, this Kobe scoring 80 if you if you if you a Republican. And as someone so eloquently stated in my TikTok comment sections. It's also easy to score when no one's playing defense. <laughs> oh my gosh. D- yo certification. Nigga, you could like retire. Now, if you a Democrat, it's like, fam, has anyone ever fumbled this bad? Like, remember, y'all remember us talking about this? I was like, yo, this is going to be, this is going to be the same event is going to be the greatest dunk and the greatest fumble. I keep saying to myself, You got a Democrat majority. I'm not, you see how I'm not saying the left because this ain't really the left. You know what I'm saying? Like who in charge is the moderate Republicans who are like kind of lightweight right. They're still, we have still two very pro-capital, you know what I'm saying, parties. They just, it's not, nah fam, the Democrats, right? The easiest layup, I'm like, this was, Y'all, they done cleared the lane for you. Like you they done lowered the rim for you. All you had to do was legalize marijuana. This was a that's a free throw. This a like and 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 like okay, legalize marijuana and defend your 50 point lead. <laughs> Big dog. Okay, so a few year, I'm doing a lot of basketball things, cause like I need y'all to understand how egregious this mug is from eight. Again, I'm not even talking about specifics yet. I'm talking about just the 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 politics of it all. Okay, I'll get into the specifics a little later. But dog, when Golden State was playing, I think their first or second NBA finals against Cleveland and LeBron James. Go to state was up three to one and you win all you need. It's a best of seven. If you don't know basketball, the NBA finals are the best of seven. So if you get to four games immediately, then it's over because you can't, you understand it is only be four to three. So if you have, if you up three games to one, all you gotta do is win one more game. That's your, it's in the bag. It's over. Go to state was up three to one and blew it. LeBron and Cleveland and them they won four games straight in the finals. And and that's never happened. No one's ever blown a 3-1 lead in the finals. It was almost like, is this rigged? Like, how did y'all let that how you blow a 3-1 lead? So I'm looking at the Democrats and I'm like, how you blow this lead? You had a president, you following a president. Now now listen, far be it for me to get my Dunning Kruger on. Yo, Dunning Kruger head ass. I'm saying this clearly. From a podcasting booth in Boyle Heights, California. You know, East L.A., Los Angeles, Boyle Heights neighborhood. What do I know? I ain't never ran for no office. I ain't nothing but a voting citizen who attempts to participate in lobbying, grassroots organizing, and understanding geopolitics. So don't let me Dunning-Kruger this. I'm saying, (laughs) though, you following Donald Trump. Who, which is the other part of this show, led an insurrection on a proven lie where even his own squad was trying to tell him, fam, you tripping. We're going to run the play for you. But big dog, if you say this, we all leave it. If you do this, we all leave it. you going to run an empty office. And it, and again, like the level of gangster that these people have in the sense that when it came down to it, they sing it. <laughs> I remember I had talked about it a long time ago. I asked the homie Bamboo, hey, how many years you gotta throw at a person before they start snitching? And it's like, I, I, probably 10. Because you could do, you could do one year. That's a vacation. You could do two years, maybe five. If you really with the shit, you could do five. Ten years? Fifteen? Twenty years? Put somebody in prison like that? And I'm talking hardcore gangsters. I'm talking niggas that just institutionalized, you just Learned how to put fear and emotions like killed that part of them as teenagers that are like, no, we're we're murderers. Now, of course, there's a generation before me that are like, I'll do I'll do 25 to life. I'm never telling. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about your person who feel like I may have a life after this. Ten years, somebody gonna turn some evidence. These, these little white boys trying to overturn a, overturn a, a, a duly elected official. You think they gonna do time for you? I'ma get into this later. But them niggas called Trump for partons. Trump ain't pardoned, not near one of them. And they was like, oh, okay, we see how it is. Committee, let's talk. You ain't got their back, so they ain't got yours. You know what I'm saying? Right? So, uh, you following this. You got a whole party, half of a party's brain been cooked by QAnon. You the con and, and if you and if you and if you the Democrat, like you know you the consolation prize like all you had to be was a functioning adult I mean you got a 3-1 lead big dog like this is it, it, you did, did, did. <laughs> yo Mark the person you try I'm jumping metaphors but the person you trying to kill I don't know if y'all watch Barry do y'all watch Barry Barry one of the funniest shows I'm I'm hip to Barry where anyway it's, it's, it's Bill Hader he supposed to be this assassin and there's this one more where he supposed to be killing this dude but the people that hired hiring him are telling him not to shoot. But he looking at the guy, the dude is stretching, doing like all out in the open, not paying attention in broad daylight, standing by his car, read the paper, stretching his arms. He's just like, oh, my God, this shot can't be any clearer. I could kill this guy right now. Like this your situation, you had an open like you had a majority, you had a majority in the Congress, you got a majority in the Senate, you got a colored woman as your vice. This is a layup. you finna get mopped upcoming midterm who got any sense who's looking at what happened and is like oh you finna get mopped and the answer they giving you is well we had a lot to fix we had a lot of messes that Trump and old Mitch McConnell made so I need y'all to go out and vote and let your voices like nigga we went out and voted that got you in place now you blew a 3-1 lead big dog how did you throw how in the how you blow a lead like this I'ma tell you exactly how But you can't hate the player, gotta hate the game. And let me tell you what the game is, single issue voters. (laughs) Let's take a break.
2: Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, we're back. So I bring up single-issue voters for this because I can tell you not only anecdotally or personally— Go back and look at any sort of polls, statistical data taken about Republican electorate during the time Trump was running for president. And their answer was very simple. Well, not very simple. Actually, their answer was anything but simple. But it was this. I just can't get over the abortion thing. I know Trump is weird. I know he's got problems. I know he's, I don't agree with anything he stands for. I just can't, I can't get myself to vote for someone who would be pro-abortion. That was, that was the play. And so all Trump had to do, or any Republican leader for that matter, is hit that button. Hit the Roe v. Wade button. Because as my man Robert Evans said very eloquently, and, is the, and it was, was kind of like, dang, man, you just revealed the next episode, is you really ain't got to know how to govern. You don't have to do things in, any, in the best interest of even the people voting for you. It don't matter. Hit the right button. Because there's something that is a deal breaker for them. That's a non-starter. And that non-starter will make you, will override every possible nuance, every possible complication. You're not going to think about none of it because this one thing matters. And this here isn't even the diss people that think like that. If you're just like, listen, dude, like this is the hill I'll die on because this particular hill flows from that mountaintop flows all the other issues, like if I get this wrong, then how can I trust you on anything else? So there are, I understand, we have some non-negotiables. I, I, I get it. I'm talking about the political play, though. Now, listen, I think in some ways I'm a West Coast single-litter voter. I, like, I'm like i going to put myself on the line here. Listen, I you will never hear me slander a West Coast artist. I'm just not going to do it. Like, I don't like them all. Maybe I don't. But if he from the coast, I'm going to ride for him. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'll talk. Maybe I'll talk about homie, you know, off mic. But you ain't going to ever hear me diss nobody from the West. Not, no, 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 no. He from the coast. I'm I just. Look, I, I'm a sick. When it come to hip hop, I'm a single issue voter. West Coast. You, you know what I'm saying? And listen, you think I don't know how absurd that is? I know that's absurd. That don't mean I don't like nobody else That just mean West Coast on mine LA on mine I, It's just, it is I.E. SGV LA, Valley Oxnard All the way up to the Bay West West I, I know, single issue voter So if you could lock us in And as long as you stick to the plan As long as you stick to the script you Get whatever you need Done And you can get away with whatever you want. So let's talk about the insurrection. So January 6th committee, if you don't understand, this is a a probe just to be like, okay, what the hell happened and how responsible directly is former President Trump? for the sieging of the Capitol on January 6th. This is not a criminal investigation. This is to recommend whether we should have a criminal investigation or not. So remember that this ain't the thing yet. This is to see if there could be a thing. And all they can do, again, is recommend. Now, the play-by-play of this, there's way too many moving parts for a 30-minute podcast for me to try to go play-by-play. But I can give you an overview of... What I mean by these people understood the assignment and they ran the play. And that's what made that's what makes this very clear to me is these white boys understood the game so much so that they knew when to abandon ship. And that's this was really blowing my mind is these. these, Yeah, they they had their line. You have a bunch of different advisors, attorneys people behind the scenes that don't ever get on camera. And if there's one thing that you have to understand about how the government works, is the dude on camera is not the one you gotta worry about. You know, we always thought "Yo, it's the quiet ones you gotta watch, you know what I'm saying? It's not the dude on camera, you feel me? That's just the face, you know? It's people behind the scenes that actually make the stuff go down, make the stuff click, make the stuff work. And if them fools roll out, you got nothing, right? And for a long time, nobody testified. Nobody was willing to talk. And I was really impressed by they gangster, by being like, I'm not going to talk. And why? Why were they not willing to talk? And here's my here's my thought is because they was counting on Trump to pardon them. This, this probe talk about like, man, it was 30 different people called that boy for uh, for pardons. They thought, remember I told you this, ride for the set, ride for the boss. They thought, yo, if we ride for this man, because the gamble is he's going to be president again. So, yo, if we ride for him, He going to remember that because that's how Trump works. Trump works by strictly loyalty. It ain't competence. It's loyalty. Go out there and run the play. That's all that matters for him. Go run the play. So the play was, and this was fresh out of his mouth. He looking at the Justice Department, very, all of the assistant district attorneys, everybody. And he's like, listen, all you have to say is something was corrupt. Something was awry and we will do the rest. We as in me and the Republican Party, we'll do the rest. All you got to do is confirm that something ain't right. And they all looking at him going, you lost cause I'm not, there's, we have no, fam, we have no evidence of what you saying happened, but he still got his squad who one of the lawyers called the people that were like, that were like, nah, this fool's gone. You tripping, he called them the normal, team normal. (laughs) You got Jeff Rosen testified on Thursday that the Justice Department held firm against the political pressure to take sides in the 2020 election results. Rosen said that he told Trump that the department could not seize voting machines from states because it was nothing wrong with this machines. Nigga, there's, I you, (laughs) fam, now, it's not like I trust these white boys. Like, they could be like, uh, I mean, I tried to tell him. I mean, we tried to tell him. I Look, I wasn't. I mean, I like, okay, fam. You might be you might be cutting it real thick out here singing like a bird because you thought, you know what I'm saying, this the, on the abandoned ship tip. I don't know. You might be saving your own booty. Maybe. All I know is they like, look, man, we tried to tell him. Now, look. They understand the assignment. You don't go say that out loud. You don't go say that to the public. You say it to him. My dude, we can't go do this. Like, there's fam, there's nothing wrong with the I don't and said that Trump kept getting agitated. And then three days before the riot, Trump was presented this idea of replacing active attorney general Jeff Rosen, who was the dude that was like, listen, fam, I can't, I can't just go change the things with Jeff Clark, who was super down to be like hey look there's a way we could do this if uh you know if your boy pence don't acknowledge the electors then uh we might be able to pull this off so that little inception thing was planted in his head pence was like fam this shit is ceremonial like it ain't. You really think I could change it? Like, the, like again, the stuff I'm telling you, y'all should already know by now. It's like, fam, this is ceremony. I can't. What are you? What are you trying to do? Then they had this plan. They tried to do it down in Michigan, where they sent. They just picked some new electors and sent them down there and the Michigan elected officials was like no fam our electors are already in there it's like no you have more they were just trying to send dudes that was going to choose Trump despite what was voted for like this nigga was grabbing for everything he could possibly get and what we see in, in this probe is that nobody is under any delusion that what we doing is criminal <laughs> There's no doubt. Them niggas, (laughs) they know what they do. And that's the hood part. It's like, oh, no, we know it's a crime. Like like, That's not the question. Ain't no true believers out this shit. We committing capital crimes here. Question is, is this even feasible? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because, nigga, like, I'm I'm here till the wheels fall off, but you in cuckoo land. Remember when JoJo was on here that at some point you'd be like, OK, man, I'm just not going to listen to this. We're just not going to listen to this OG. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point you realize this man is in an altered universe. For some reason, it took these people four years to realize he was in an altered universe. But nonetheless, when them pardons didn't come, we would see who was really hardcore, who was really about this work. You know what I'm saying, and who just understood the assignment and ran the play? Because when it come down to it, look, nigga, I ain't going to jail for you because you wasn't willing to protect me from this. You just a bridge too far. I tell you what, though, let me tell you what I learned from. Let me tell you what I learned from this January 6th probe is that very few true believers. I think the point about <laughs> Rudy Giuliani being drunk on the night of the election, being like, "Hey, never concede," I'm like. Okay, this ain't news in the sense that, fam, everybody drunk that night. And, of course, Rudy Giuliani hammered. Why the hell you listening? Why is anybody listening to this man? (laughs) That's not news. That man ain't no dog. Listen, who ain't got an Uncle Rudy? Who in this world ain't got an Uncle Rudy? Think about all that Rudy Giuliani. Who ain't got an Uncle Rudy? You ain't supposed to listen to Uncle Rudy. (laughs) You shouldn't concede Man, Uncle Rudy, if you don't sit down You want some coffee, Uncle Rudy? Like, man, offer that man some coffee Tell him to go sit down somewhere Uncle Rudy drunk Hey, Rudy said don't concede What? right, fam But yeah, there's plenty of coverage on step-by-steps As to what what happened there They ran the play They understood the assignment But that's not the only thing these people understood That ain't the only play that was running We got to talk about the Supreme Court play after this break.
1: Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs,
2: Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, y'all. Listen. Listen. To understand this moment, you have to go back 50 years, maybe even 60 years. You have to go so far back to understand this play. Also, in addition to this, you got to understand what it means when you get put on. When you get put on, you don't owe anybody anything except for the people that put you on. I don't care what you voted for. (laughs) Whoever whoever put the bag in place and got me put on, they call the shots. I don't owe none of you. I don't care what you voted for. I care what you think about what we're doing. I'm here for those who put us on. You want to understand the Supreme Court? You want to understand the Republican Party? Think about that. They only owe stuff to whoever put them on. Understand the NRA? You want to understand any of that? Who put you on? That's who you run for. Now, from a tactical standpoint, brilliant. Now, the play is the, is the Supreme Court play, it's the power play. We've covered this many times, that the goal was always judges, because at some point, your elected terms are going to end, right? But if you want legacy, if you think of Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell thinking legacy. If you want legacy, you need to have people in place. And again, like I told you before, you ain't worried about being on the camera. You ain't worried about like, oh, Mitch, Mitch ain't, Mitch ain't running for no president. He's like, that's too much heat. I can't get the shit done like I like to get done. Now, I'll let y'all do that. Y'all, y'all go ahead and do that. I'm running the play. I, I know how this game work. And he worked this game. And I'm gonna argue Trump was just a part of his game. Trump running his own play. But Mitch, Mitch had a play. And that play was judges. I I would like to stress enough that (laughs) I feel like Mitch McConnell been a senator as long as I've been alive. Like, I I just I don't know when he's ever not been in government. You know what I'm saying? Like the man just understands the game. And it ain't just the Supreme Court. You know how many courts are under the Supreme Court? Nah, you just you put goons in every corner. You put them in every place. And if you put them in place, they're going to always owe you something. Mitch running the play. And in a way that I, I, look, the Republicans understood the assignment. And as everybody saw, they was able to switch that court over. It took them a while, but they was able to switch the Supreme Court to a 6-3 on their side. Now, like we said before, the Supreme Court doesn't have to be nine people. It, as a matter of fact, the Constitution doesn't state at all. It just says we need to have one. It, as in a Supreme Court, it just says we need to have one. It don't say how many, Who like, that don't matter. It don't say it. We just... Figured it out, and we just kind of stuck with nine because of the the politis politicalization. Sometimes you gotta say something slow, of course, courts. Which again, remember, like I said before, as our history history teacher had on the courts were supposed to be the furthest away from politics. They were supposed to be because they needed to be as unbiased as they possibly can until Marbury versus Madison, when President figured out, yo, I could actually weaponize these fools, and that's what they did. So we've been, the, the courts have been weaponized for a while, like so. And they, like, listen, don't hate again. Don't hate the player, hate the game. They did it. They got their dudes in place. Democrats could have done the same thing, and but you know what? Republicans ran defense when we when Merrick Garland could have been a could have been a Supreme Court They ran the play. I mean, like it was. I look. They ran the play, and they got him blocked. But then they got their guy in. That was the play. It sucks, but that was the play. So the play was to get your dudes in, and how you going to get your dudes in? You tell them, say what you need to say. Would I overturn Roe v. Wade? No, nah, of course not, man. It's, it's law. Why would I overturn that? Bro, say what you got to say. Understand the assignment and run the play. So the play, I, I, what what I'm trying to get at is the play goes back to the idea of a single issue voter. It's when all the way back to Nixon, when the right figured out the concept of the silent majority, which is another way to say racist white people. Let's just be real, right? So you weaponize their grievances. You give them faux topics to be worried about, right? Phyllis Schlafly and them and, in the, in, you know, in the uh, John Birch Society, all this stuff. Like, I don't do y'all history. Like, you create, you know, uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. You create this block, you feel me? And you tell them what their issues are. Guns, free market capitalism, private schools, anti-communist, and abortion. You tell them that's their issue, right? And you use terms like pro-life because if you run the board like that if you use terms like that then anybody who's not pro life sounds like you pro death like you I mean you ran they ran the play you know what else the play is we talked about this before the play is you get in it and you define the terms i'm telling you what woke means i'm telling you what alternative fact i'm telling you what fake news means i'm telling you what critical race theory means that don't matter what it means i'm telling you what it means they ran the play you know you get your bass, you know, you you run off grievances. You get your bass up in there. You can do what the hell you want as long as you hit these notes. I, I mean, I'm an artist. I've seen, you know, you get an R&B singer up there. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the Ray J verses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to drag Ray J because the OG, I'm wear, I be wearing Raycon, you know, headphones. But look, the play work like this. Look, if you can't hit no note, nigga, look, homie, just take your shirt off. Pour some water on your six pack and body roll. <laughs> got him. You know what I'm saying? That's what they there for. You feel me? Don't nobody care if you can sing or not. Except for some people care if you can sing or not. You know what I'm saying? Take your shirt off, and body roll. It, you you got him. So you so you so you hit these notes right, these issue notes, and that's what's gonna keep people in the fold. And then you could just convince everybody, if you not on these notes, you against us. This is another way of saying identity politics, right? Like in this sense, if you don't agree with this, you not one of us. There's no room for nuance. I believe nuance is sacred work. I believe nuance is necessary, not only in your politics, in your religion, in your faith, you know what I'm saying, in your families, nuance is necessary. You can't really govern if you don't understand nuance. But if you have nuance, you probably can't win. These people came to win. You run the play. Now, Roe v. Wade, that's just one of the plays. Do you know how many other things passed while we talk about this? Listen to this. So one of the plays they ran, one of the things that came out was something I talked about in the Supreme Court once all the smoke thing, which is this idea that like, for you to have an open carry in New York, you have to prove that you have a special situation that you mentally stable, right? And that you're gonna be reasonable about it and you have to have... A, a permit for it so they ended that meaning you ain't got to get a permit you ain't got to prove a special circumstance and you ain't got to prove that you don't have mental issues so you could just walk around with you so that was one of the so that happened right and that's why a lot of people one of my favorite one of the dopest tweets I saw was the sister Suba she's a, a, a comedian she tweeted how do I become a gun <laughs> that's hilarious, y'all. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, just go, go, on connect the dots. But that's one thing they said. They was like, "Look, we gonna get you We gonna get y'all, y'all guns. Don't hate the player, hate the game. We gonna get y'all, y'all guns. So when you strike this down again, it goes back to the states. So now states go, oh, nigga, green light. So we ain't gotta like, we ain't got. Oh, we good. Okay. And the idea that you was able to get less restrictions on guns in a season where we got most shootings is fair. So here go another one. This one's a little, this is when you get in the weeds. This is the like, yo, you got to pay attention. In Maine, there's a situation where you have these like areas where you got these kids who live in these like rural spread out areas that there is no like public school for. Right. So... But those kids need an education. So Maine came up with this program where the government will pay the tuition for these kids to go to private schools because there ain't no school. There's no school for them to go to, so they got to go to something. So they said, yeah, well, well, the, the state will provide the funds for this school to be able to take these students. But some of those schools are religious schools, you know, Christian, whatever, right? And those schools... Have, since they're privately ran, have some discriminatory practices. They don't hire LGBTQ teachers, they expel trans students. There are all these different things that, like, according to their personal bylaws, that they're they discriminate over. But now they're taking government money. But the government money is like, well, yo, well, if you're gonna take our money, then you gotta follow our r- rules. Well, the Supreme Court says, nah, you ain't gotta follow those rules. So we can send you there and we gonna give you the money for it, but you don't have to submit yourselves to the same governance that a public school does, even though you get in public school money. So they get the money without the oversight. Supreme Court ran the play. Here go another one. You are no longer allowed to sue the, the police department if they don't read you your Miranda rights. You know, you have a right to remain silent. You know, a lot of times, if like a cop skips all that, you know, it's not like we don't all know them, but they—that's like part of the job. Like, come on, man. Like, but now, yeah, you, know, you can't sue them if they. Well, hey, look, man, the cop forgot. Can't sue him for forgetting. They ran the play. Now, your confession is still like admissible. Like, you can't. Nobody can ex. Like in court, if you weren't Mirandaized, your confession don't count. Like that's that's still there. But you just can't sue the cops. And finally, the the play of all plays, the play that kicked in 50 years ago, and that was overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, what do we mean by overturning Roe v. Wade? If you don't know, I'll get into the weeds a little bit here. Is for a long time, laws around abortion were at the state level. Like, and it was kind of a patchwork, you know, of which state allows it, offer services. You know, all this good stuff, and you'd have to like drive, you know, across country, across state to do these things. Or what those things used to happen, like these like back alley abortions where sisters would, you know, it just sounds awful. Like sisters would just like hangers or just in the alley, just have somebody like, yo, pay me 50 bucks, I'll do it for you. And like, who's was dying, it was terrible, right? So if anything, it was like, okay, we need to ensconce in federal law that, like, look, dude, you have a right to get one, man. You have a right not to get one. Like that's the one of the parts that like I feel like we just don't understand as a nation how your rights work. You have a right to something, you have a right to turn that thing down. Just because you have a right to something doesn't mean you are compelled to do something. You feel me? Like that being said, like like you don't have to you don't have to get an abortion. You know what I'm saying? It's just saying but if somebody do like they got the right to was the federal law. Right? So what this did was say, well, I don't know if we can make this a federal law. Maybe we should leave this to the states. And that, with these things that were called trigger laws. So 13 states immediately said, if Roe v. Wade was ever overturned, we finna outlaw abortion. Some states were like, except for, you know, cases of rape or incest. Some states were like, nah, fam, this crazy. You tripping. And then other states like California was like, okay, then we need to make sure we sure up our art access to abortion like laws and spaces like we need to sure up our, our our stuff right the point i'm making in this is not necessarily how i feel about roe v wade it's that this was their play and this play only works if there's no such thing as nuance the way that we explain this to you is well it's murder i mean you killing babies who gonna argue with killing babies you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and if you can just say, hey, well, like at least I'm not a baby killer, then I don't have to understand nothing else. That was the play. And good God, it worked. Again, nuance makes you a pretty decent human, makes you understand life more, but it don't make you win, at least in our system. If you gonna win, you gotta play the game the way the game is played. And that's what the hell the Republicans did. Now, that being said, let me take my teacher hat off. Well, not my teacher hat off. Let me take my, my uh, little politics hat off and just speak to y'all real quick. I keep talking about nuance and I feel remiss if I don't get into some of these nuances i told you before on the last time we talked about roe v wade i was like yo this mug thorny anybody who grew up in a church you know at least a western church out here like especially in the shadow of what i just talked about like the culture war stuff like abortion was we was taught it was cut and dry we but we was never afforded the Freedom again to think of things in nuance. So even jumping over that hurdle. Now, granted, there are plenty of churches, uh, using the church example, that are staunchly really pro-choice, and as that's, they've already processed this stuff. Just like there are plenty of churches that are LGBTQ affirming. Like it's don't don't let the loud ones fool you. But anyway. I kind of even a Wild of ways, like backed off because I was like, listen, dude, like I know I'll never be pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh, you know, a little personal news. Like, I mean, I'm in a, a happy marriage and we're done having children. I've been snipped. Like I, I'm i shooting blanks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I did it as like, listen to me. I got it from the homie Bamboo. I did it as an act of feminism because I was like, as terrifying as this is, To have somebody put a knife towards your junk, I was like, yo, this is 15 minutes. It's barely invasive. And I'm like, damn, man, like when we first got married, you know, my wife was on on birth control pills and what that was doing to her chemistry. I was like, man, I can't, it's just like, that's not dope. The idea of like a a full hysterectomy, just taking organs, like how much, I was like, yo, that's tubes tied, like all this stuff. I'm like, man, that, it's just so, it just in the, human to human, it's just so invasive that just me just, as a person who understands other persons, I was like, fam, like, it's cool. I just do this. I was scared. Don't get me wrong. But that's because yeah, in my, as for me and my house, I would not want to choose to terminate a pregnancy. Now, you want to get into the weeds and say that when we was on, when we was doing birth control, that we were terminating pregnancies? Maybe. I don't know. That's the type of stuff that like can God make a rock so big that He can't move it? Type talk. You know what I'm saying? Did Adam and Eve have navels? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that type of talk to me. That I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't need to like, you know. I don't need to get into that. That's that's that navel gazing to me. It was like, am I? Con- could I consciously? Could I, Jason, consciously? And I'm like, I personally, I don't think I can. So I'm gonna do what I need to do. And of course, given the right circumstances, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course I'm gonna try to save my wife's life. Like, that's what do you, of course I am. You know what I'm saying? But I just snip up. But I just can't imagine how excruciating that decision would be. But at the end of the day, yo, it's not even my decision. I'm not carrying the baby. I can just do some input. You know what I mean? But what I can do is my part, right? To not put myself in that situation. Now that's Jason. That's prop. I ain't telling nobody else to do that. I'm talking about me, right? But I think when you start talking about abortion, like I said, if you just make it as simple as babies, I mean, like you can't, I mean, we have, matter of fact, I almost wish it was. I wish it was that, I wish that was the play. I wish the play truly was babies. Because if it was, we'd have something to talk about. Now we can talk about Paid maternity leave. Now we can start talking about affordable health care. Hell, we ain't even got no we ain't even got Similac. Like we ain't even got baby formula. You ain't got maternity leave. You ain't got like we ain't got no services. If it was about the babies, then why then what is y'all doing to our elementary schools? What is y'all doing to our prisons? Like if if you was pro life, then let's let's talk about it. I feel like we'd have something to discuss there. It just don't I'm just saying all, all signs point the opposite way, that that's not what the hell you meant. Now, for, for some people, it is that simple. It is like, well, no. Like, I know a lot of like Christian religious leaders that are like, no, we're wound to the tomb pro-lifers that are like, all these things need to happen. You know what I'm saying? You need to, I don't, I would I would love to see a world where where abortions are necessary, unless there's a situation like a septic uterus or things where it's like, you know, mama could die. And I'll I show you in the scriptures when there was times where mama could die. It was like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, she, I mean, this it's killing her. And your child on the inside of you is also being slowly tortured. And I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no normal, like every situation is different for every woman. You know what I'm saying? So I I can't even call that. But there are some, I know some like religious leaders that are like, nah, we to, I know some other religious leaders that are like, what? Like it's not my place, dog. Like that's her body. You know what I'm saying? Which at the end of the day, are we talking about babies or are we talking about this woman's body? But like, and to me, it's just my opinion. If we was talking about the babies, then the other things would be on the table. It sounded to me like you're just talking about their bodies. And Remember I told you, if you have a version of justice, like again, I can't stress this book enough. Michael Sandow's book's called What is Justice? If you have a definition of justice that says, what is just is the way the world should be. So we need to all aspire to what things should be. And oftentimes that's out and above us, but you're appealing to something. This is why this should be that's appealing to something always seems to appeal to people of faith because they believe that justice comes from outside of us. Right? So in their world, follow me, there should not be anything such thing as trans. There should not be anything such thing as, as gay and lesbian. Like it shouldn't be there. Therefore there should be no such thing as abortion because every person conceived would be in a heterosexual marriage in a healthy family. So we should all aspire to that. Therefore, why would you make accommodations for anything else? Because nothing else should be there. That's their definition of justice. This is why you make laws to try to make what you believe the world should be as. But the problem is, that's not what is. Here we are, right? But now... Back to the young lady. However I feel about that personally or not, it don't matter. I'm just saying, like, yo, like, fam, you don't think you don't think this lady not thinking about all this stuff? I mean, it's like if you are gonna make every character of this of these ladies as somebody who was just like, you know, spring break, you know what I'm saying? And then just show up a month later and it's like, oh well, got another one, better knock this one out. Like, I mean, come on, that's a very specific you you feel me, like and even if it is, that's all her. That's a very specific situation, especially when you start talking about like late term abortion. I mean, you talk about somebody who carried a baby eight months that child got a name, they didn't bought cribs. you think this lady just decide you think this lady just decided on the thirtieth day like, ah you know what I'm good. I know bro like this is probably the most excruciating, difficult life altering at a level that listen, listen, me and you don't get if you let me tell you something. I don't want to get into pronouns and non-binaries. I'm not going to get into this. I'm going to cut it. Like, I'm going to use y'all's language. I'm going to use the the binary male and female language. If you a man, you don't understand that feeling. I just, like, you. how can you? I'm just, that's all I'm trying to say is, like, how can you? I can't, I, like, listen, I can't imagine that position. So, to me, I'm like, I mean, yeah, dog. Like, man, I mean. I don't wish I don't wish that moment on my worst enemy. You feel me? I don't wish that on nobody. So at the end of the day, you could think of like a million reasons why you feel a or b about stuff. You know what I'm saying? I just think at the end of the day, this is these are these one topics that like man, if you ain't got nuance, if you're not willing to really descend into the particulars and really understand and really put yourself in somebody else's shoes, maybe you should shut the f- up because you don't understand the situation. You know what I'm saying? And I think maybe understanding the person that's in the situation might be a better better way to approach things. But that's not what this pod is about. This pod is about running the play. And let me tell you something. Say what you will. These fools got a law overturned. Damn. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Or you better learn the game and know how to play. Uh, politics, y'all. Yeah, this here thing was recorded by me propaganda in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T-I was tip. Sometimes it happened. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for cool zone media and the theme music by the one and only gold tips gold tips dj sean p so y'all just remember listen every time you check in if you understand city living you understand politics we'll see y'all next week